But like tomato condom? So like like a, a, a body condom. Like a body condom. <laughs> right, big that, body that condom. At least covers the like torso, right? <laughs> hey, Amy. Hey, David. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's a beautiful day here, and I'm in a very good mood. My medication is really <laughs> kicking in. <laughs> you know what? I started taking L-theanine. Oh, my uh-huh. God. We sound like the biggest goop heads, you know? But like we're talking about <laughs> mushrooms and blah, blah, blah. But I did start taking L-theanine, which is L-theanine. I, it, with magnesium, and it's supposed to help with stress, anxiety, mood. I mm-hmm. have to say, I really feel much more like even and less reactive. I don't know. Seems to work. Oh, good Lord. I should have it intravenously. (laughs) It's called what? It's magnesium (laughs) plus L-theanine. And I have it both as like gummies and then also as Mm. like capsules you can take. And I think it helps. Wow. I got to look into that. You know, I was just reading something about, and you're going to pronounce it properly. I won't. Ashwagandha? Yes, that's right. I said it correctly, ashwagandha, yes. which I thought was a hallucinogenic mushroom. Oh, because you're thinking I'm of- I'm not confusing it. You, Some, ayahuasca. 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 Thank you, producer Adam. Ayahuasca. And apparently, ashwagandha- Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha allows you to relax and be real calm. Right. So I'm thinking, of me, I'm going to try all these things. Yeah. I'll just be like a blob on the couch and I'll just <laughs> agree to everything. And the one will be so happy, he'll have no resistance. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, enough of sort of our medical <laughs> medical records here. How was your food fortnight? Oh, it was so good. I had a yeah. very, it was a real high watermark. So first of all, oh. I know I was trashing New York's Midtown on the last episode. And no one called in yet to complain. Yeah, which I'm they, waiting. that's because we all know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But I went back to New York. Um, uh-huh. And this time we stayed out of Midtown and had the and you did best not call me again. Time. No, 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 no! It. I told you I was coming. I told you I was coming. I did. I did, did she? Adam? Yeah, 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 yeah. On the show. Yeah, on the show. We probably cut that out. Oh, you yeah. probably edited yeah. it out. So <laughs> <laughs> I forget. There's no what proof. We- <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't exist. (laughs) By avoiding Midtown, except to go see a couple of plays, which we did, which were great. Right. We had the best, most wonderful, absolute, like heavenly weekend. And I should say, my mother in law was in town. So we were definitely focusing on her. So it was already kind of a fairly well planned. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about something about that. Anyway, we went to like Little Spain and, you know, just sampled all the amazing food. Of course, I went to Chelsea Market because you just, I love it so much. You have to go to Chelsea Market. Yeah, have to go there. You know, I just wandered into some pizza place on the Upper West Side and had like surprisingly good pizza. And of course, I'm not remembering the name right now. But, you know, that feeling of like everywhere around you is this wonderful discovery and going to the museums and going to walk around, you know, Greenwich Village and it just was fun. So that was great. Also, I've tried to really put into practice some of what we learned last time from Tamar Adler cooking mm-hmm. from my fridge. And I feel like I've had some success with it, which is I saw that nice. on Instagram. Yeah, I did a reel of like kind of figuring out I had some salmon, I had some broccolini, and then I was able to use some herbs that were kind of sitting there a little bit lonely and some noodles that I'd used half of. And you and- made a pesto out of some uh, carrot tops? No. It was like 
parsley, cilantro, and basil, and then I used- And the leaves from the broccolini. Yeah, the, I, I saved those, and I roasted some tomatoes that were sitting on my counter and were going to mm. mold if I didn't use them soon, and a bunch of garlic cloves. It just And I used miso instead of Parmesan, because right. miso is that umami flavor that you get from Parmesan. Sure. And it was good. It was, it was like a nice kind of- Asian-ish, you know, influenced mm-hmm. salmon and noodle dinner. So, yeah. That's anyway, great. enough Sounds about me. How good. was your How was your food fortnight? <laughs> <laughs> My food fortnight was good. I uh, I'm still, of course, cooking so much to photograph for the site. I made a New York style pizza. Ooh. Have to say the crust was not great. My fault. Right. I just could not get it thin enough because you know how New York style yeah. pizza has that sort of thin, floppy crust. Yes. Couldn't get it thin enough. Simply a technique issue on mine. The sauce was amazing. Really? What was the secret? Amazing. It's from Binging with Babish, uh-huh. his cookbook. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It wow. was such... And it takes all of three minutes to make. Oh, my you God. just put some chopped garlic, the tomatoes, some herbs, dried herbs, into a food processor, blend it, and you're done. You know, dried herbs, I feel like we need to do an episode or at least have a conversation because... Most recipe writers do not mm. write recipes with dried fresh, herbs. Fresh, 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 fresh. And most people have dried herbs, and they're certainly more affordable. And we've been trying mm-hmm. to be very mindful of the cost of groceries and how to kind of right. work with that. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's let's put a pin in that, but think okay. about dried herbs. So did the middle of my sentence butt up against the beginning of yours? I love that line about in- <laughs> interrupting. The middle of my sentence bump up against the beginning of yours? I love I get- that. I get excited when I talk to you. I'm so sorry. I've got to remember manners. And then also in the Tamar Adler world, we had chicken with prosciutto and olives and lemon and the prosciutto you crisp up. So you make it all and you put the prosciutto on top. But here's, it was great. It's on the website. But the great thing is, Alan, we had half of a thigh left and the olives and the sauce and he just made pasta. He shredded the chicken, he added it all in, put some Parmesan in there. It was so extraordinary because you have olives, you have lemon, you have prosciutto, you have the chicken on pasta. We used it all up. I was so proud of us. That's so proud of you. So good. And did you pack the things away together and do what Tamar calls refrigerator cooking where... No, okay. no, I didn't like wish it goodwill and and right. you know write little <laughs> things on it. No, it's I didn't even do it. The next thing I know, I smell this incredible thing coming Ooh. from the kitchen, and I'm like, oh my god, what are you making? What about you, producer Adam? How was your food fortnight? Well, I tried something new mm. that I didn't even know was a thing. Okay, I went to a creperie, which mm. obviously I knew I know what crepes yeah. are. I've had crepes. You know what crepes are? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Am I even saying it right? I'm very like self conscious about the word crepe. Well, Is it's that right? actually crepe. <laughs> But or or you could right. say crap, but you can also say crepe. I better stick with crepe because I'm afraid what will come out of my mouth if yeah. I attempt the others. But please never. We will fire you if you say croissant. Croissant. <laughs> we will fire <laughs> you. You cannot say croissant. Espresso. Sorry. No. No. We're yeah, not like expresso. that. We're not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have either of those things. But what I had was it was 
a breakfast burrito, but in Ooh. a, a crepe? yeah, in a crepe, in a it's like a scallion baked oh. crepe. Ooh, wow. and it was so good. It was like a it was like a black beans mm-hmm. and some scrambled eggs and cheddar cheeses rolled Ooh. up, mm-hmm. and there was like dipping sauces. There was like a ranchero <gasps> sauce and a cilantro lime sour oh cream. Oh my gosh! And this is in Albany. And then I had some home fries. Yes, it was called. Well, actually, I didn't even know this until very recently. But the place is called the Skinny Pancake. But apparently, <gasps> yes. they've got maybe a dozen or so locations. Yes, they're in Vermont. They're all over Vermont yeah. and New Hampshire too. That's so cool. So it's a new spot here and it was packed, but it was so good. I mean, I love crepes, yeah. but I was just like, I'm going to try this instead. Yeah. And it was delicious. So Amy, it is mailbag time. I love mailbag time. I do too. And today we have two people and one of them is actually on with us right now. In live real time? Live real time. Actually, I do know that. It's our friend Deb Filioli. Hey, Deb. Mm-hmm. Hi, Amy. Hi, David. <laughs> Hi, Adam. <laughs> hey, Deb. Hi, Deb. So we thought what you said about the podcast was so nice that we wanted to actually hear it from your yeah. face very to face. Mouth. Yes. We need that validation. <laughs> right very to our faces. We all do. It's all good. We all need it. <laughs> you guys always bring me joy. It's like my kind of zen quiet time in the car and I'm taking to the kids to school and I listen to your podcast. So, and I'm very much a home cook, self-taught, and I do I do like entertaining, but it's so stressful. Yes. Yeah, that's our last two podcasts to go, actually. Yes. So that, I mean, all of your episodes, oh, I always take something away, but that one particularly was good because I felt like it was finally okay to like, to feel okay about outsourcing, yes. which Amy, I think, talked yeah. about a lot. So yeah, and I loved the thought of starting with Bubbles. Oh, good. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Amy, you need to hear this. You said something about cooking rice, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. yes. Amy was gobsmacked, which I loved to <laughs> But Amy, I have to say, I tried it. Uh-huh. Have you tried it yet? I actually, I have was you... going to try it, and I had some noodles to cook, so I used the noodles up because okay. I was using the advice of our more recent guest, Tamar oh, Adler. Tamar. So, but yeah, I'm going yeah. to. I'm going to. And for our listeners who may not know what we're talking about, it is cooking rice the way you would cook pasta in a big pot yeah. of boiling salted water. Yes, and I and I will admit I was skeptical when David said that. I was like literally looking aside, like no way. <laughs> but I tried it, and it's. 10 times better. Wow. It was so much easier. So it really was. It, I mean, as long as you, like what David says, is immediately you know, add the butter. Yeah. Right. And start tossing with the butter. Yeah. I don't know. For me, rice has just never been an easy thing. And being Portuguese, you'd think. <laughs> you would have mastered it by the I age of two. I would have mastered it by now. But yeah. and no. And it made such a difference. And it really does. And I didn't burn a pan. Oh, or, my God. I love that. <laughs> I'm great. totally have doing this. rice. You have to do it. So, Amy, you must listen to your co-host. I do. Yes. Look, Amy? I really believe. Remember I said, you're credible. I believe you. I've just <laughs> never heard of this. I think I thought in my mind that, like, somehow steam was absolutely essential to yeah. the rice The only cooking. way. And here it is. How many weeks later? And you still haven't yet. <laughs> Our dear listener has done it before you. So, shame, shame. <laughs> Vergonha, as we say in Portuguese. Vergonha. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deb, thanks for popping oh, on the welcome. show. We really thanks appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Yes, I enjoy we love it that. very yes. much. Thank you. Thank good to, you. Good to see All right, you. Great to see you. 
So we have one other sort of multimedia bit of mail from Suzanne Fortier. She sent us a message. How did you receive this message, David? We got it from one of the platforms. If you go to the show notes, there's something that says, leave us Uh. a note. And then you can click it and then you can leave a voice recording and you can be on the show. All right. Well, let's listen to that one. Hi, David and Amy. This is Suzanne. Uh, Just listen to your latest show. And I wanted to point out that I have actually made, David, the potato skins from your cookbook. And they were fantastic. (laughs) But I hate deep frying things. So I haven't made them again. But I love Tamar's idea of making them in a very hot oven, roasting them. So I'm going to try that. Mm. Um, Thanks so much. Love the show. I uh, love you both, Aww. and uh, hope to see you soon. Bye. Oh, that's, that's so nice. Bye, Suzanne. That's why. So there's someone besides me and my testers who's made the deep fried potatoes. And someone skins. other than my mom who likes the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that nice? <laughs> so they love you. Yeah, we love you, Mama Traverso. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and now for food news with your hosts David Leet and Amy Traverso. <laughs> All right, so David, what's new in the food world? I found this interesting thing. You know, I like food. I like free things. Uh huh. So when you put free food together and you add Wendy's to it. I like Wendy's. I do too. It is my go-to. If I'm going to eat fast food, I want it to be Wendy's. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. So Wendy's is giving away free food during the entire time of Mercury Retrograde. Okay, can you explain to me? I first of all, I I do know enough to know that you said it properly. <laughs> Adam, look at Adam laughing. You said it properly. It's not Mercury in retrograde. It's Mercury retrograde. retrograde. I know that much. Okay, but I don't know what the hell it means. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Mercury retrograde I think happens once or twice a year, and according to astrology, according to millennials, wait- though, David, it's always Mercury. Like I feel like <laughs> I always hear millennials going, "Well, Mercury retrograde." <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, well, it's so hard for them, I guess. So anyway, according to astrologer Wade Caves, said to USA Today, Mercury retrograde, it symbolizes a movement against the tide. So people are going to experience things like delays or hesitations. Things will break down. Your computer will break down. You'll lose a massively big file. Uh, People are exhausted. There's a lack of energy. That's what happens in Mercury retrograde. So from April 21st to May 4th, which is the period Adam is laughing so much, I can't, I can't do this it's, with a straight... You're, just, you're describing parenthood. David, Mercury retrograde just got you because I'm reading here that it actually goes through May 14th, not May 4th. Oh, I, I, I didn't quite finish there. Again, the middle of, middle of my sentence butted against the beginning of yours. Uh, no, it's from April 21st to May 14th. Wendy's is offering free food for folks during Mercury Retrograde. Wow. So, I, which I love that. And I, this is a really interesting quote. They're just trying to sell food, obviously. Right. While it may feel like their lives of Wendy's fans are in the microwave, thanks to Mercury, their Wendy's food never is. So, so- they're... they're trying to say that they don't do any kind of microwave food. Okay. But here are some of the things. So it already happened this part, which was you get a premium sandwich with a purchase. Then the 24th to April 30th, you're going to get a free crispy chicken sandwich with a purchase. 
And what, like by purchase, does that mean like if I get a small soda, I get a free sandwich? Well, they have an asterisk. I don't think you can buy like, you know, a little (laughs) tiny frosty. I think it means getting something. It's like a BOGO kind of thing. (laughs) And then the first to the seventh is a six-piece crispy or spicy chicken nuggets with purchase. The eighth to the 14th, any size hot crispy fry with purchase. Wow. So I think that's interesting. The only catch is you have to access the deals through the mobile app. So what they're trying to do is really get you to oh, use the to mobile sign app. Your e- give them but your email. I just think free food and it's Wendy's and it's Mercury Retrograde, which gives you reason to eat anyway. I think that's that to me is a thumbs up. Thumbs up for you, Adam? Yeah. Yeah, he's sort of like our arbiter of like good or bad news. So that's my my news contribution for today. How about you? Okay, well, you know I was open to the pancake-flavored ramen, right? Ramen, yeah. This did you one taste I'm, it yet? No, I didn't yet. I've got to find it. I couldn't. I, I did look for it, and I couldn't find it. Did so. your kid? Oh, you couldn't find it, so yeah, your kid hasn't yeah, had it yet. Okay. Yeah, but in a... According to Yahoo, okay, Jet Puff marshmallows are coming out with limited edition marshmallows that change color when you hold them over the fire, when you toast oh, them geez, over the fire. Now, really? this makes me a little nervous. Doesn't it change color anyway from Well, from white, white to, to black, which is my, yeah. I like them charred. So like, <laughs> yeah, I won't too. even see the color it's wasted on me. But <laughs> according to Yahoo, when you hold mm-hmm. the marshmallow over heat for 10 seconds, the pink marshmallows will turn to orange and the blue marshmallows become green. So uh, I, I just, why? What's making that happen? And why I, I want to feed that to my family. What chemicals right. are sprayed on those damn right. marshmallows, which are already probably chemicals. Uh, yeah, that, does that work for you? Not, f- for me, it just makes me nervous about, yeah. yeah, just the additives. Also, because I feel like California right now is really coming down on certain food colors, like re- red and blue mm. in particular as being right. possibly harmful to children's brain development. So this really? isn't a great time to release your colored marshmallows <laughs> that change color, I think. Yeah. Oh my. Read the room, right? Would yeah. you give those to your kids, Adam? No chance. No. I just can't stop thinking about the Bunsen burner in high school chemistry class with the the different chemicals you'd put over right. it and see what flame color happens. Oh, you're complete. I remember that, like green and blue. Yeah, same thing you said, Amy. It's like, what is making it do that? And is it actually edible? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And this piece on Yahoo, clearly a sort of reworked press release. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Jet Puff wasn't saying, you know, through naturally occurring minerals, we have found a way to X, Y, Z yeah. that just, like, you got to say up front that it's safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes yeah. me, yeah. No, that's a no for me. Okay. If you got to say it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so to me, that's a thumbs down. Yes, yes. Thumbs down, Adam, thumbs down. Yeah, probably thumbs, thumbs down. down. Yeah, thumbs down. Yeah. So let's get to the meat of today's episode, pun intended. And it's about wild and woolly and fun and weirdly specific food festivals. Yes. All around the world. And it takes you from now all the way until November. And you could attend any of them. So, Amy, what's one that you came up with? All right. Well, this one I wish I could fly out for. It's the Mm -hmm. Waikiki Spam Jam. And it's happening Mm. this weekend. Now, obviously, Hawaii has an incredible spam food culture. Mm -hmm. Chefs in Hawaii have managed to make... Amazing delicacies with Hormel's potted meat. It is, and there's a wonderful history to it that you can read all about. Anyway, this festival takes place in April in Oahu. 
You can taste spam creations by top chefs. You can buy spam themed clothing. Yeah. You can buy slippers with spam on it. And so you want to put on all your spam clothes and then take selfies. There's an event mascot. You just want to make sure you get there. So book your tickets, find the last minute fare and get out there now because that sounds like fun. Do you like spam? I have enjoyed spam. I like spam in Hawaii. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm not in Hawaii, and I've, I should say, it's not like I go, I've been there once, but I did enjoy <laughs> spam there. It's every, a long every trip Every season from the East when Coast. I go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like taken out of the context of those amazing islands, I can't really get into it. But they are, yes, wow. 100%. How about you? My grandmother, my mom's mom, would make it all the time. She adored it. So I grew up eating spam, spam and eggs and and spam and other things. And I haven't had it in years and years, but it's part of my childhood. And she would make this miniature spam ham where she would take the whole can and she would take little pieces of pineapple and she would skewer it into the spam and then little maraschino cherries and she would roast it. That's so cute. And I'd have my own little ham. Oh my God, I love that. I was so sweet. So yeah, so I am, I'm not an aficionado, but certainly I appreciate spam. Do do you know what spam stands for? No, I I remember there's something about the war or soldiers. Well, it's a a portmanteau for spiced ham. And you're right, it was developed during World War II as rations uh, for Mm -hmm. soldiers. But yes, it's just an abbreviation of spiced ham. That's interesting. I knew that there was some sort of, to use your word, portmanteau about spam. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Here's one that I've heard of. I think everyone's heard of this. Yeah. The La Tomatina, which is in Buñol, Spain. It happens August 30th. And this is the festival where everyone has that massive, massive food fight using tomatoes as weapons. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I think this is amazing and it's interesting and it's fun to see. But you know what crosses my mind? Couldn't people use those tomatoes? Right. Does it cross your mind? I just think, you know. It does, especially just this year with food Mm -hmm. prices. I, I keep going back to this, but it's, you know, it's so, it's so front of mind. Here's my thought. What if they could put down a giant tarp, right? Right. Everybody has to like bathe, like shower. There's like showers at the edge. So everyone has to take a shower, put on like, I don't know, some sort of... Like, but like tomato condom, so like, therefore they're like covered a, a, head to a foot. body condom, like a body condom, <laughs> right, big that, body that condom at least covers the like torso, right? And then you go in, and then they they pick up the edges of the tarp, and then they take all that tomato and they cook it to cook off any bad pathogens. <laughs> yes, yeah. and then they have a big tomato party. <laughs> big pound, or maybe just pound not have tomato. the festival. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I, I I love you, Spain, but I I just don't I don't get it. And they also have another one. Spain loves to throw food. They have another one where they throw, I believe, it's tomatoes and flour at each Ooh. other. Yeah. So that's like that's an interesting thing. But uh, and we're talking like forty thousand people, right? Oh yeah, it is huge, and they come out soaked to the skin. With tomatoes. And maybe there's just such a surplus. I have no idea. But um, anyway, if you want to get soaked to the skin with tomatoes, that is in Bunal, Spain. I'm pronouncing that. I'm butchering it, I'm sure. August 30th of this year. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, as we comment on our reactions to these festivals, we are not trying to yuck your yum. We respect 
that we're not trying to who what you're what <laughs> yuck your yum oh, I'm not yuck gonna yuck anybody's yum. yum if throwing tomatoes at people is what you love to do and if it's your tradition certainly all Go respect right but yeah I don't think I would fly to Spain to do it no okay so here's one that I am open to because I think this is an important thing to maybe be open to in the future to meet our protein needs. This is called Ooh. Bug Fest. <laughs> it's in Raleigh, North Carolina <laughs> on September 16th, 2023. It celebrates all things insect related, including food. So yep. yes, I have had these snacks made with um, dehydrated crickets that they make into a flower. Um, and so you can sample dishes made with crickets, mealworms, and other creepy crawlies. I think protein is protein. You know, if mm -hmm. you break it down into, if you dehydrate it and you grind it down into a meal, it's just protein. I'm not going to be squeamish about that because you can feed a lot of people with this stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go to it. I'm not going to go to the festival, but I have eaten the snacks that there's a company here in Boston that's been experimenting with this and they're tasty. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm, interesting. I, um, I'm not going to the yuck their yuck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not yuck their yuck. The other one's yuck their yum, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, the thing about this that I find fascinating and I have not had bugs in any way, shape, or form, at least intentionally. I'm sure I've eaten things. Actually, I did one time in the middle of the night go and I wanted a, some cereals. I put my hand into a, a box of cereal and it tasted odd, a little bitter. And then the next morning I saw that it was filled with cockroaches. Oh, God. So I had accidentally eaten cockroaches and cereal. So anyway, getting on from that, uh, the thing about this that I find fascinating is you can go there and learn about these critters, right? And this year it's all about spiders and then go oh. eat them. That's less like kind of looking at your food in the face. And my fear yeah. is that they're going to memorize my face and hunt me down in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's a big fear of mine. So, uh, but anyway, for those of you who are interested in spiders and bugs and want to taste some of this, it is in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it is September 16th of this year. Yes. All right. What's your next one? So this one, you know, this one actually fascinates me. This is, this is, yeah, this is going to yuck my yuck. It's roadkill cook-off. So right away I have these, you know, image of people hauling off deer and raccoons and possums from the street. Right. And that's not what they do. They cook using those animals. And apparently some of the stuff they come up with is amazing. Now you think, of course, we eat venison. Uh -huh. And the original Brunswick stew used squirrel. So they use the meat that is typically considered roadkill and they create all these incredible foods and you can go around, you can eat raccoon, possums and other animals that are traditionally found on the side of the road. And I just think that's pretty amazing um, because to me, that's really using everything. It's sort of like your bug thing. I just, the title kind of turns me off a bit. But, okay, but um, I don't know enough about this to have an informed opinion. However, the sticking point for me is if you literally are cooking with animals that were found on the side of the road, you don't know when that animal died. Ah, uh, no. See, no, you're cooking with animals that are usually found on the oh, side of the road. Oh, so they're freshly killed. Yeah, freshly killed. So okay. you find a squirrel that's freshly killed or you get a you kill a squirrel or a raccoon or whatever and you eat that. You're not yanking them from the road. <laughs> okay. That's why I said <laughs> they're yuck. I'm yucking it's their fine. yuck with the title. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. No, we are not in an apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic <laughs> America where we're having to eat things that have been killed by the, you know, the cars <laughs> in the street. No, you know, we're not doing that yet. <laughs> this brings back a story. So at Yankee Magazine, more than a decade ago, we assigned mm-hmm. a story to a freelancer, and it was about a kind of hunter's dinner up in Vermont, it was an annual mm-hmm. event where people were bringing in and cooking with animals that aren't your typical fare, like right. squirrels. And mm-hmm. at one point, one of the host organizers was raving about a beaver stew mm-hmm. and saying, you know, look, I like to eat beaver all year round, but you really want to eat, I swear to God, these were quotes, you really want to eat beaver in the spring because young beaver has a much milder flavor than older beaver. (laughs) And we couldn't run the story. We were like, we can't run this. We just can't. So it never saw the light of day. Oh God. Oh my and I was God. like, was the person being interviewed screwing with the reporter? Like, they had to have been, oh right? To get that God, quote. That anyway, is. it was so oh, funny. It would be so funny if you ran that story. <gasps> we paid oh, a kill fee and we just said, I'm sorry. No we, pun we intended. Can't use it yet. We paid a kill fee. <laughs> All right, well, moving on oh. to other animals. I love this one. I so do I. Being an animal lover, I, I know. Absolutely love this I wish one. I could be there for this one. So, this is in Thailand, in Lopburi, and I apologize, I'm probably mis- mispronouncing that. It's I think it's Lopburi. Lopburi, on November 25th. This is the Monkey Buffet Festival. And in mm. this case, instead of eating animals, we are feeding the animals. They yeah. give thousands of monkeys free reign over a beautiful buffet spread with fruit, vegetables, and other treats. And you just get to watch them eating and oh playing gosh. and being so happy. Love yeah. it. And you know me with my Instagram feed for uh, the stories. I love to show animals. And so this to me, I would pay an awful lot of money to be there on November 25th of this year. Because, of course, I adore Thailand. I adore Thai food. I adore the Thai culture. I think that would be an amazing thing to watch. Yeah, yeah. An amazing thing. Absolutely. And, of course, we know list about wild and woolly and uh, interesting food festivals would be complete without the Gilroy Garlic Festival. Yes. You know, have you ever been to the Gilroy Garlic Festival? I was a judge at the Gilroy Garlic Festival cook-off. When I worked at, when I was living in California and worked at Mm -hmm. Sunset Magazine, I, I was a judge and it was, I was off gassing garlic vapors for like four or five <laughs> days because we had to taste so many garlic dishes. It was and was really it fun. fun? It was really fun. It was fun. And that when that when is that? That's in late July, right? The garlic festival. It's the last full weekend in July, so that's coming okay. up. Yeah. And the thing Quite about it, hot. I mean, it's great because you've got garlic ice cream, garlic fries, garlic bread. I mean, everything garlic. I love garlic. I'm a big Me garlic too. guy. What about you, Adam? You a big garlic guy? Love garlic. Jess's mother cooks with so much garlic. My father-in-law is always complaining about it, though, because the whole house every day smells like garlic. (laughs) I can't go visit them without him bringing that up. Yeah. (laughs) I love the smell of the garlic and onions on my fingers Uh, when I cook. I love that smell. Love it. So again, that's if you like garlic, that is in Gilroy, California, and it's the last weekend in July. Okay, our next one is... In England, in Gloucester, England. Mm-hmm. So um, sadly, I will not be in England at that point, but right. it's May 29th, 2023, and it is the Cheese Rolling Festival. I love this. <laughs> Participants in this festival, they take a big wheel of cheese 
and they chase it down a steep hill. And the winner is the first one to cross the finish line. But you have to really be on your game because the cheese reach speeds yeah. of up to 70 miles, miles an, an hour. hour. <laughs> the participants often get injured from falling and tumbling down the hill. So. I would pay to see that. <laughs> I would pay to see that. But I just think who knew cheese could go up to 70 miles an hour? Well, that. this is a double Gloucester cheese, so it's so probably it's, double the speed, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Regular Gloucester only goes 35 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, speaking of cheese traditions, here in Concord, Massachusetts, every December they have a festival. It's it's the most adorable hometown thing. Mm-hmm. The Concord Cheese Shop gets a thousand-pound wheel of crucolo, which is an artisan semi-soft cow cheese from Trentino in Italy. Yeah. And they wheel it, they, they put it on a cart, and they wheel it through the town and there's music and everybody's really? celebrating the arrival of the crucolo. It's so charming. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'd like to see it. And that's where again? That's in Concord, Massachusetts, home of the revolution. Well, part partly part of the, of the revolution. revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's not too far from us. I might do that. Okay. The next one is I'm gonna butcher this. I'm sorry, Swedes out there. Sir Stroming Festival. Sir Stroming okay. Festival. And that and is And where is that? That is you're going to make me say it. <laughs> I'm doing that to torture you. Skepsmalen, Sweden. Okay. Skepsmalen, Sweden. And that's on August 19th of this year. And Sustroming is a traditional Swedish dish made from fermented herring. Now, the interesting thing okay. is it's fermented, it's put into cans, but it doesn't stop fermenting once it's in the can. So oh, it wow. ferments and ferments. So it is an extraordinarily pungent fish. Right. And it's eaten alongside other traditional Swedish dishes and they just have this big festival where they just dive in and they're eating it and apparently it is rather melodorous. Thank you. Yeah, so it's rather malodorous, from what I understand, uh-huh. but people absolutely adore it. But it's like you know eating stinky cheese. I love stinky right. cheese. So yeah. uh, so that is that's in Skepsmalen, Sweden, and that's August nineteenth. So you're kind of in the middle of the of the very the white nights in a certain sense. So it's very yeah. long days. So that'd be a fun thing to do. So and for anyone who thinks, oh my god, fermented fish, you have had fermented fish because if you've had Worcestershire sauce, you've had fermented, fermented fish. fish. Absolutely. If you've ever had fish sauce in Thai cuisine, you've had that. So it's not, it's actually not that unusual. That's right. And I have saved this last one for you, Amy. Okay, gird your loins, everybody, because the World <laughs> Testicle Cooking Championship is coming up in Osram, Serbia on September 1st and 2nd. But I love what so- they call it. They call it the Balls Cup. <laughs> the Balls the Cup. Balls cup. <laughs> It celebrates the testicle or euphemistically known as the white kidney with Mm -hmm. a variety of dishes made with different types of testicles, such as bull, sheep, and turkey. Visitors can sample testicle goulash, testicle moussaka, and other dishes, regional dishes, right? But the thing is, how many turkeys do you need to get enough turkey testicles for a dish? I know. I just hope they're using the rest of it. That's, yes, that's a very good point. But um, so for anyone who has, dare I say, the balls to go to this particular (laughs) festival, it is in Osram, Serbia, and that's September 1st to 2nd. It's full two days of testicle celebration. (laughs) 
So everyone, go make your vacation plans. We hope you pick up at least one of these festivals. And if not, you can find recipes from them online and you can make your own foods at home. Just rolling back to the testicles for a second. Mm -hmm. One word of warning. Apparently, testicles are very high in cholesterol. So you want to eat in moderation. I don't think that really would be a problem for most people. (laughs) Well, Doc, here's the thing. (laughs) I was just at this festival. It's a temporary effect. (laughs) Oh, God. Talking with My Mouthful is produced by Over at Studios, and our producer is the wild but never weird Adam Claremont. You can reach Adam and Over at Studios at overatstudios.com. Remember to follow Talking With My Mouthful wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And a new feature. If you like what you hear, you can support us, just like public media. You'll find a link on our show page on your favorite podcast platform. Click it to support. Even a dollar will do. Bye, David. Ciao. What if we said, and now we're going to go into food news, and then there was just the sound of the like, da da da, and the da 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 you know, something like that. No, I like what you're doing, but maybe we should have something official, like, you know, with Amy Traverso and David Lee, or something like that. They said, we'll do that. So it's like, all right. So food news. Food news this week. Yeah.